0: It's going to be a big term at the Supreme Court starting October 2nd, but don't take my word for it. Here's Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg speaking this week at Georgetown Law School.
1: There's only one prediction that's entirely safe about the upcoming term, and that is it will be momentous.
0: In addition to cases involving wedding cakes and voting maps, there will be fights over worker class action lawsuits, cell phone privacy, and of course Donald Trump's travel ban. With us to talk more about this momentous term and perhaps make some not-so-safe predictions is Greg Garr. He's a partner at Latham and Watkins here in Washington and formerly the U.S. Solicitor General under President George W. Bush. Greg, thanks for joining us. Uh, Let's see how many of these cases we can get to. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the very first case case the court's going to hear involving the rights of workers to press class action lawsuits even though they've signed arbitration agreements.
1: Thanks, Greg, and thanks for having me on. So the very first case of the term presents an opportunity for the court to revisit an area that has split the justices along five four lines and that's the enforceability of employee arbitration agreements and in this case the the question is whether or not employer 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 employee agreements to resolve work-related disputes through individual arbitration violate the federal labor laws so in the in the specific case the employees sued their employer in court for wage and overtime violations on 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 a class basis. But they had one problem. They had already agreed to resolve any employer-related claims through arbitration on an individual basis. Uh, the, The employers then sought to enforce that agreement and kick the cases out of court, at which point the employees argued that they had a right under the National Labor Relations Act to bring that sort of class litigation under provision that grants to employees the right to engage in, quote, concerted activities for the purpose of collective bargaining or other mutual aid or protection. Uh, They rely on that provision to claim that the individual arbitration agreements that they signed are unenforceable under federal law. And so this case really presents a clash between the National Labor Relations Act and And the Federal Arbitration Act, which the court has recognized in a series of cases, presents a strong presumption in favor of enforcing arbitration agreements. The employees have tended to lose these sorts of cases by a 5-4 majority, and with Justice Gorsuch filling Justice Scalia's seat, um, there's no particular reason to think that the result in this case will be any different. But uh, either way, I think everybody agrees that this case is of tremendous importance to employers and employees alike, given the prevalence of these sorts of uh, arbitration agreements. Greg, there will be a major test of digital privacy coming up with the case involving whether you need a warrant to obtain mobile phone tower records. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So, Anytime you have a smartphone in your pocket, your location is constantly being tracked by your cellular service provider, uh, which is pinging uh, cell towers nearby to send data to and from your phone. Um, The cellular provider collects this data And in this case, uh, the government went to the service provider and asked for four months of this so-called cell site location information in order to determine the defendant's whereabouts in connection with the criminal investigations and charges that it brought. And the very important question presented in this case is whether the government's collection of that uh, cell site location information is a search within the meaning of the Fourth Amendment. Uh, if you go back for a while, the government generally has been allowed to collect phone records from uh, from your phone companies under the uh, Communications Storage Act, and the theory that it's just collecting data that everyone should realize could be collected by the phone companies and the government isn't invading your reasonable expectations of privacy. But this case really presents the court to uh, reconsider reasonable expectations of privacy in the smartphone age. And if there's one thing that... What comes out from the court's recent Fourth Amendment cases is that the justices are generally wary of embracing Fourth Amendment principles that can limit their own privacy, and I think it's safe to say that probably all the justices carry smartphones, so that may give a little bit of a boost to the challengers in this case.
0: We know Justice Breyer carries a phone because his inadvertently uh, rang during a couple arguments last term. <laughs> um, Greg, we could spend an entire show talking about donald trump 's travel bans so let me let me just ask you one question about it so uh, Uh, Really big issues here, uh, the president's control of the borders, the um, allegations of bias against Muslims, but – There is this issue that the the ban that's in place now is scheduled to expire on Sunday, and we're anticipating the administration may issue something new, perhaps a longer travel ban affecting more countries. Uh, What do you think the chances are that the court will actually decide any of those big issues, uh, or or do you think it's more likely that the travel ban case will, will go away in one way or another?
1: Right. I mean, I think right now it's a big if, and that's about all I can say. I mean, as as you mentioned, the order itself is, before the court, is scheduled to expire on Sunday. And if it expires, then presumably – There'd be a a big question of mootness over whether the case could go forward at all. But even if the president renews the order in some form, then that would present a question of whether this is the right uh, time for the Supreme Court to decide the issue or whether it should go back for more briefing and more decisions from the lower court. And so I I think you're quite right that there's a significant question as to whether the Supreme Court will issue any decision in this case. And then even if it does, there's a big question about how broad or narrow the court would go um, thus far in the litigation, the Supreme Court has seemed to try to resolve issues that have come up on a, you know, something of a consensus basis or at least not a 5 4 basis. For example, in July, they held that grandparents and cousins can't be excluded under the travel order, but that refugees claiming a relationship with a resettlement agency in the United States could be. Um, so I, I think if the case does go forward, there'll be a big question about how narrow. Or broadly, the court decides this case, and, and it's hard to see the court, especially out of the block, um, having much of an appetite as a whole for deciding this case on very broad and momentous constitutional grounds. Speaking of broad questions, is this going to be an ideologically divisive term with Justice Kennedy generally in the middle? yeah i think I think that 's very likely um, we 're coming off a unique period in which the court with eight, eight justices has really sought to go out of its way to find consensus and you know one of the big pictures go, questions going into this term is whether or not that 'll hold but uh, it looks right right now with all these divisive issues on the court 's docket that Justice Kennedy will be the pivotal justice again, and that we 're likely to see more five four decisions and more of the sort of contentious five four decisions that we've seen from the court um, going back um, before Justice Scalia's passage. So it's, it's going to be a, a really fascinating term to follow.
0: I want to thank Greg Garr, former Solicitor General, now a partner at Latham & Watkins, for foreshadowing some of the many issues we'll be talking about on Bloomberg Law over the next nine months. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back tomorrow thanks to our technical director, Charlie Vollmer, and our producer, David Sucherman. You can find more legal news on Uh, At BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com, plus an invaluable website for the legal community at BigLawBusiness.com. Coming up on Bloomberg Radio, it'll be Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson. They have a full agenda to talk about, so stay tuned for that. You've been listening to Bloomberg Law. This is Bloomberg.